April showers bring Mayflowers, but what do Mayflowers bring? A special offer from the DSR Network. For the month of May, become a member and receive 20% off a monthly or annual membership. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, exclusive bonus content, our evening members-only newsletter, and an invitation to continue the conversation via our members-only Slack community. This offer won't last, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code MAYFLOWERS, one word, to receive your discount. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code MAYFLOWERS. Thank you for your support. It's May 9th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Politico reports that Ukraine says it shot down about 15 Russian cruise missiles aimed at Kyiv overnight Tuesday, hours before European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen arrived in the capital. No hits were made with no casualties and no serious damage caused by falling debris. Russia's missile attack took place shortly after von der Leyen arrived by train in Kyiv which the commission chief is visiting Tuesday for the fifth time since the beginning of the war. Von der Leyen will meet with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and Prime Minister Denis Schimmel for discussions on ammunition production, financial support, the EU's new sanction plans, and Ukraine's grain exports through solidarity lanes, officials told Politico's Brussels playbook. According to the Washington Post, Russian President Vladimir Putin warned that a real war was being waged against Russia amid muted Victory Day celebrations on Tuesday, with many mass events canceled over security concerns after last week's alleged drone attack on the Kremlin and a looming Ukrainian counteroffensive. A real war has once again been waged against our homeland. Today, Civilization is at a critical juncture, Putin said at the ceremony marking the end of World War II. We want to see a future of peace, freedom, and stability, added the leader, who more than a year ago ordered what he calls the special military operation in Ukraine that has resulted in hundreds of thousands of deaths. Putin then reiterated his claim that Ukraine had become hostage to a coup d'etat and the criminal regime formed by its Western masters, and a bargaining chip in the implementation of their cruel, selfish plans. This is the first public event Putin has attended since Moscow's stunning accusation last week that Ukraine sent two drones flying toward the Kremlin fortress in what Russian officials labeled as an assassination attempt on their leader, a claim broadly rejected by political and military experts. Kiev denied any responsibility. The AP reports that with the government at risk of being unable to meet its obligations as soon as June 1st, raising the specter of potential economic calamity, Republicans are coming to the White House hoping to negotiate sweeping cuts to federal spending in exchange for allowing new borrowing to avoid default. Before President Joe Biden and congressional leaders can even try to avert an unprecedented U.S. government default, their initial challenge on Tuesday will be to agree on what exactly they're talking about as they hold their first substantive meeting in months. 
Biden is set to reinforce his opposition to allowing the country's full faith and credit to be held hostage to negotiations and to affirm his willingness to hold talks on the budget only after default is no longer a threat. Default, officials say, would have sweeping impacts threatening to disrupt Social Security payments to retirees, destabilize global markets, and tilt the nation into a potentially debilitating recession. Biden's Oval Office meeting with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, House Democratic Leader Hakeem Jeffries, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell was set to begin at 4 p.m. after U.S. financial markets close for the day. Elsewhere, according to Politico, Central Asian countries such as Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan are the most likely first targets of a radical new EU proposal to stop Russia busting sanctions by importing the high-tech components required to wage war through its neighbors. The EU is moving toward its 11th package of sanctions against Russia to try to sap President Vladimir Putin's military machine, and for the first time, its proposal will include countermeasures against countries helping Moscow dodge Brussels' trade embargo. China and Turkey are the nations most often credited with throwing Russia an economic lifeline, but EU diplomats cautioned that Ankara and Beijing were not their immediate targets and that measures against such significant geostrategic trade partners risked backfiring. Instead, three EU diplomats said the hope was the EU's impending proposals on sanctions circumvention would encourage Central Asian states to fall into line. The full 11th sanctions package could be unveiled as early as Tuesday when European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen visits Kyiv to mark Europe Day. In breaking news from Al Jazeera, former Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan has been arrested during a court appearance in the capital Islamabad over corruption allegations. Khan was arrested in a case related to one Al-Qadir trust. The National Accountability had issued an arrest warrant for Khan on May 1st in relation to the case. Video footage on local media showed Khan being escorted to a ranger's vehicle. Khan was removed from power in April last year after he lost a confidence vote in Parliament. Since then, he has been campaigning for early national polls due in October this year. This story is still developing and we will update it with additional details in this evening's DSR Daily Brief newsletter. The Guardian reports that after a series of shootings and other attacks, 2023 is on track to be the worst in recent history for mass killings in the United States. Mass killings are defined as incidents in which four or more people are killed, not including the shooter or other type of perpetrator. According to the data from the Gun Violence Archive, the U.S. is on pace for 60 mass killings this year. There were 31 in 2019, 21 in 2020, 28 in 2021, and 36 in 2022. As of May 7th, there had been 202 mass shootings, defined by the archive as involving at least four people killed or injured by firearms, excluding the shooter, since the beginning of the year. The incidents have spanned the country, from Chicago to Mississippi and Tennessee to Texas. They have occurred at shopping malls, schools, and parties, and in countless neighborhoods. 
After the shooting last year in Uvalde, Biden oversaw a bipartisan gun control bill that enacted some modest proposals. But as the waves of shooting have intensified, he has pleaded with Congress to enact tougher measures, such as banning assault weapons. There has been little sign of that plea being taken up. According to the Straits Times, LinkedIn, the social media network owned by Microsoft that focuses on business professionals, said on Monday it will cut 716 jobs as demand wavers while also shutting down its China-focused jobs app. LinkedIn, which has more than 20,000 employees, grew revenue in each quarter in 2022, but it joins other major technology companies, including its parent, in laying off workers amid a weakening global economic outlook. In the past six months, more than 270,000 tech jobs globally have been cut, according to the layoffs.fyi website, which has been tracking the fallout. In a letter to employees, LinkedIn chief executive Ryan Roslansky said the move to cut roles in its sales operations and support teams is aimed at streamlining the company's operations and will remove layers to help it make quicker decisions. In lighter news from the AP, several scalish fish with fang jaws and huge eyes that can be found more than a mile deep in the ocean have washed up along a roughly 200-mile stretch of the Oregon coastline, and it's unclear why, scientists and experts said. Within the last few weeks, several lancet fish have appeared on beaches from Nehalem in northern Oregon to Bandon, which is about 100 miles from the California border, Oregon State Park said on Facebook. Lancet fish live mainly in tropical and subtropical waters, but travel as far north as areas like Alaska's Bering Sea to feed. Their slinky bodies include a sail-like fin, and their flesh is gelatinous, not generally something humans wish to eat, according to NOAA Fisheries. Lancet fish can be more than seven feet long and swim to depths of more than a mile beneath the surface of the sea. Some have hypothesized that such incidents could be related to weather or climate patterns in the Pacific Ocean. Researchers are investigating. If you have a strange but true story that you'd like to share, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. The story should come from a reputable news source and be verifiable. If we use the story, we'll include a shout-out to the person who sent it. That's all the news I have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune in to our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.